Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, water is a peculiar thing. Water is needed for life. God sends the rain to give us food, leaves for the trees to give us air, and water gives us hydration for our bodies. Water is one of the things that God uses to instill life in all of his creation. Yes, God uses water to bring forth life. But God also uses water, or lack thereof, to kill. In places of drought, a food supply is choked. In hurricanes and tsunamis, water brings forth death and great destruction. If you have too much or too little water, you will have either life or death. Water is a peculiar thing, for in it there is both life and death. In Ezekiel's vision that we read about, he is led led to see water flowing, gushing out of the threshold of the temple. This water was ankle deep, then knee deep, and then waist deep, and then it was too deep to pass through, a river that he could not even swim across. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could pass through. Now for Ezekiel, this water, it was a welcome sight. Remember, he came from a dry land where water was a very precious commodity. So for Ezekiel, this was an enormous blessing to see all of this water. And look from where it came. It did not come from the skies. It did not come from the mountains. No, this water came from the very dwelling place of God. And it is amazing to see where the water that flowed from the temple went. Ezekiel's angel guide told him, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes into the Arabah, that is, the desert land, and it enters the sea, that is, the salt sea, otherwise known as the Dead Sea. In both of these places, there was only death. No man could live in the desert without bringing his own supply of water. And nothing at all lives in the Dead Sea. And yet Ezekiel's guide continues. He says, when the water flows in the sea, that water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so that everything will live wherever the river goes. And on the banks, both sides of this life-giving river, there will be fresh fruit, trees with fresh fruit every month, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary.
Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. The water that flows from God's presence brings life to what was once dead. It changes a dead sea into a sea of life. It changes a desert of death into a promised land. Before Jesus, our lives were as a dead sea and a desert, an unforgiving desert. We could produce absolutely zero life on our own. All our good works accumulate to nothing. We had no water of life that flows from us. Therefore, we were dead and stagnant, just like the Dead Sea. Whatever we took remained with us. The only thing that thrived in our lives was sin. And sin, the Bible tells us, leads to death. We were desperate. Do you sometimes still feel this desperation? Thank God there was someone who had a passion for us. His passion sprung forth from the life of his love. His name was, is, and always will be Jesus, meaning Yahweh saves Jesus, God's only Son. In the person of Jesus, God dwells, and it is no accident that in John's Gospel, we see that Jesus identifies himself as the temple. He said, destroy this temple, and three days I will raise it up. And John explains that he was speaking about the temple of his body. Jesus is the true temple that foreshadowed that was foreshadowed in Ezekiel's vision. And this leads us to our gospel lesson according to John. Since it was the day of preparation and so that the bodies of Jesus and the criminals would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. Death by crucifixion could be slow. So sometimes to speed things up, they would break their legs. And a person that died on the cross usually died of suffocation, a collapsing of the lungs. So when they broke their legs, it would speed things up. That's why they asked for their legs to be broken. And the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and on the other who had been crucified with him. When they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, and they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you may also believe. Blood and water flowed from the temple of God, the body of Jesus. From Jesus' side flowed the very life of the world, blood and water. 
And in his resurrected body, Jesus proclaimed, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this washing with water and the word brings life and salvation. It saves us not from temporal death, but from everlasting death. Baptism works forgiveness of sins. It rescues from death and the devil and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. In other words, the water that flows from Jesus brings life. In baptism, you were brought from death to life. Not because of the water alone, but because the water was included in God's command. It was combined with God's word. Baptism is something that flows from your Savior's passion for you. His passion is the source of the healing waters of your baptism. St. Paul puts it this way. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. As you go through this life, Remember, you have been born again. You have new life in you that springs from the work that God did for you in your baptism. You have new life in you that springs from the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Romans 6 combines, it ties your baptism to Jesus' cross. Says you were buried with him through baptism into death. And just as he rose from the glory of God the Father, you too rise to walk in newness of life. But as you walk, you may find that you take journeys into the desert of sin. My prayer for all of us is that when we do take those journeys, We recognize that we are thirsty, thirsty for the living water that flows from Jesus, that we recognize this before it's too late. We depend on him. We depend on him. As much as you need water, you need Jesus. And remember, as water can bring both life and death So does Jesus. But the good news is, he does not bring death to you, but he brings death to the things that wish to harm you. Jesus is the death of all of our foes. In baptism, we are connected to his passion for us. We'll close with Romans 6. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, 
in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Amen. We sing the last uh, verses four through six of all Christians who have been baptized.